0: almost the weekend coming at you live from the cozy couch zone i sit here amongst the ferns with my co-host joe tool who is intimate with a cup of hot cocoa joe how does the cocoa treat you mm, it's a uh, slimy and uh slimy. there are bits of cardboard in it oh, oh my god no that's terrible That's, <laughs> that's an awful cocoa and uh, slimy is right you know how you get the skin of the milk sometimes yeah. it's, ooh. mine it looks like they kind of just gave me all skin keeps all, all skin <laughs> It's almost the weekend listeners how much would I have to pay you to drink a cup of cocoa that was all skin? Oh, dude. We've had this, like... I, I might have even mentioned it on the pod,
1: this art, not argument, but it's discussion at the office about um the gnat juice. Have I told you about the gnat juice? The gnat juice? Um, yeah. I'm out of the loop here. Okay, so we had uh these gnats, you know, little flying black, tiny oh, little guys. Sure.
0: The little insects, yeah.
1: Little insects, yeah. they buzz around. They're really annoying. Um, They usually come from, like, a bit
0: of fruit or a bit of rubbish.
1: They just... And then they just make it home, you know, they just live in the sink or in a cupboard yep. or fucking, they just float around. It seems they can just live on nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: They're like the cockroaches of the sky.
1: They are definitely the cockroaches of the sky and they, they are kind of hard to kill, you know, like you can obviously kill them easily between your hands, but there's where there's one, there's many.
0: Right. And they, so... they, they swarm. It's, it's like, you know, it's a miasma of gnats. It's never just a single gnat. That's right. If you've got one nat, you've got more. That's usually <laughs> yeah. how it goes. Anyway, um,
1: <laughs> we were trying to get rid of the gnats. We had like these little sticky paddles that the gnats were supposed to be attracted to. They mm-hmm. didn't really work too good. Caught a couple of gnats, but you know, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a couple of other solutions, uh, but I had the idea to get like some apple cider vinegar and some uh, dish soap and you mix it up and make like okay. a potion. Okay. <laughs> And uh, you put some plastic wrap on top and poke a few holes in the top of the plastic wrap. And so the right. idea is, they're attracted to the apple cider vinegar because they love that disgusting shit. Right. But the soap in in the apple cider vinegar prevents them from like standing on the surface tension or, oh or like God. drinking from it. And so as soon as they touch it, they're they're under. It's and over. even if they yeah, and even if they do escape, there's a plastic wrap there, so they just bounce off that straight back into the vinegar.
0: It's all over. <laughs> Oh my god when are you when are you coming out with the brand joe's ingenious nat juice well this is a, if you search how to get rid of nas this is like the first
1: result on google so oh yeah. i see i see this is it's... not a complicated potion this is well the,
0: <laughs> this is your grandmother's potion right this is not the potion seller's strongest potion that's right
1: huh? um anyway so towards the end of the year last year the potions had been standing around for months <laughs> oh, fuck. It had caught many a gnat and God. had sort of, you know, it's apple cider vinegar. It's like, it doesn't just sit there forever. It it, it goes bad, obviously, with the gnats in it mm. and the um, dish soap. And so we were having the
0: discussion um, how much would I need to pay you to drink the gnat juice? The gnat juice. And that's not just ordinary gnat juice, that's like hoary gnat juice. You know, it's old. It's uh, it's you know that's how cordycept zombies happen when you yeah. leave the nat juice on the sill for too long.
1: Yeah, and so you know we were throwing it around, you know, like a hundred bucks, no way, five hundred bucks, oh nah, a thousand dollars, nah, two thousand dollars is kind of some people's tipping point. Um, but then you sort of say, okay, I will actually give you two thousand dollars, and then all of a sudden they're like, no, no, no. So, you, uh, so obviously the number is high and so we so, got to try
0: and work out what the number is so what is the quantity of nat juice because i'm I'm sitting here and and you've described everything very well so far but i hear a thousand dollars to drink nat juice and my ears perk up i interested.
1: <laughs> um uh, let's say i mean okay so it was in a bowl so it's not like a cup it's not like a tiny little cup it's like uh, okay. your standard kind of cereal bowl and it's maybe a third full to, to a half full
0: a third, a third? Yeah. okay so yeah, between we're a third and a half in the range of two to three hundred mils of nat juice
1: yeah i would say yeah like half a cup something like that mm. maybe maybe close to a cup it depends like there was a couple of different nat juice bowls some of them one was more full than the other <laughs>
0: there's multiple gnat juice bowls you really had an endemic on your hands
1: oh man i was sick of them gnats had to try and get rid of them
0: <laughs> okay so what color is the gnat juice like i'm just i'm oh it's I'm like a to... green Ooh, okay that's gonna cost more yellowy green is gonna mm. cost more is there it any has like a moldy patch in the middle you know like
1: it's got <laughs> it's got a growth Yeah, it's pretty bad, dude. The gnats have all congregated in the middle, you know, (laughs) some have sunk to the bottom. It's pretty gross.
0: Dude, if people start, like, crashing cars in the city because there's a zombie outbreak, the first thing I'm going to think of is the gnat juice at your studio. Yeah,
1: yeah. Our uh, producer, Woody, refuses to acknowledge the existence of gnats ever happening in the studio (laughs) as well, because he's like... (laughs) He's like kind of ashamed of
0: them or something. Could this be like the first instance of a Nat NDA?
1: Yeah. Net, oh god, I got nothing. Um. So yeah, that's 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 the update from me for regarding the Nats. Wow. I'll bring you. I'll bring you more next week.
0: Yeah, please. Um. And and that's it for this episode of. Uh, <laughs> it's almost the Nat cast. Yeah. Do to need NAT advice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh real talk, what video games have you been playing? Oh boy, howdy. I've been deep in the cut uh, video games, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I feel um you. I've been playing a ton of Factorio.
0: Just mm. a ton. Mm.
1: Music to my ears. Yeah. I've become obsessed with trains. Uh i was on my train into work this morning and thought how cool it was i was on a train (laughs) Um, i haven't felt that way before
0: this Uh, is this is what is like you get older and you're like you get older you get into trains you get into trains and you just get into the mundane right Oh yeah you just kind of yearn for something mundane simple understandable it's like it's it's uh, it happened in our past now, but the first time you get excited for a vacuum cleaner and you're oh, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna spend not twenty dollars on a vacuum cleaner." Yeah, and yeah. that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, so I I kind of see how people can enjoy cricket, though I don't. I'm not at that
0: point <laughs> <home> yet. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> what a call out. Yeah, we're calling yeah, out no, all the cricket fans today. Uh, holy shit. I agree. I think liking cricket is akin to getting excited about vacuum cleaners. And I am, yeah. uh, you know, I fit into one of those camps. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't know, man. It's just, it's just the slowest game. Not Factorio cricket. But anyway, so yeah, I've been playing a bunch of Factorio. I've kind of got up to the point that I, I get to mo- in my three or four maybe playthroughs that I've got up to so far. This is kind of where I usually stop. Right. Shortly after trains, it gets really complicated. But this time
0: I've got the most amazing setup. Um, Mm. So I'm pretty confident I'm going to keep going this time. Oh, my Uh, God. You're finally going to leave the planet.
1: I reckon I'm on the path to getting... I mean, I I haven't even got my sights on the rocket yet. I've got my sights on this um, vehicle called the Spider Tank, which is like this... (laughs) Yeah, it's like a tank you ride around that has multiple legs and it can crawl over shit. Has a laser. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm pretty pumped for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you put a spider tank in any game, and that's a that's a goal to strive for. That's right. Um, yeah, dude, trains. How about trains?
1: Uh, have I been playing anything else? Uh, not really. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, oh, dude, I have been playing a game with you. been playing Remnant 2. How did I forget about that?
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I think I've been playing other games, but I seriously can't remember. I've just been Mm. playing Remnant 2 most days. And Mm. uh, if we we hark back to when I was in Byron Bay last year and you were playing Remy 2 uh you also just just feasted on that like an over salty packet of chips with no bottom
1: <laughs> yeah it is extremely like that it's like you have that first you know whatever it is chisel chisel mm. uh maybe mm. dorito yeah doritos are good mm. uh, you have that mm. first dorito and you think that's enough and then you feel yourself pulled towards the back there's, by yeah. something bigger than
0: yourself, you know, like oh, something yeah. deeper in your mind, your lizard yeah. brain. No, this is this is from like the original pool of amoebas. There's a chemical reaction <laughs> yeah. and and you're helpless. You know that like determinism cause and effect stuff. Like this is just the Big Bang happened and a series of unstoppable events to lead you to playing more Remy2. Yeah <laughs> Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's extremely Moorish. It's uh it's got a tight little loop on it. It's uh that sounded gross. It's got a great loop. Um <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, the gunplay is really good, Dude, you know? Like it's it very wasn't
0: strange. gross until you pointed it out. <laughs> yeah, then I just it became felt weird the about it. grossest thing ever. Ooh, the <laughs> tightest gameplay loop. <laughs> The resource management is so horny oh god That's just the way that
1: i said it it wasn't nice i had to i had to own up to it i can't leave it hanging out there in the ether because then someone will clip it and send it to me on my 50th birthday and be like look what look what you've done
0: <laughs> that's a good idea um yeah look you're right the gameplay loop is good and it's uh it 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 Comes at a time, uh, which is which is topical for us off the back of Alex's questions last week, where um, one of the questions was based around you know, what is most important in a game, or like what Mm -hmm. in a game can you eliminate and still enjoy it? And um, Remy 2 really highlights the gunplay, I I think it's so polished. and it should be said that the environments are really great in Remy 2, but I do not care about them. I like <laughs> y- you could just put me in a grey square with that gunplay. You know what I mean? And mm. it it's just so enticing. Like I don't I don't really care about exploring that much unless it's to find more enemies to like uh, interact with the gunplay a little more.
1: Yeah, I mean i semi agree i think this is maybe where like our two styles of enjoyment kind of diverge a little Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. yeah i i i really love that i can look up after a battle and like see where i was when the battle took place it's like the environments in that game are just so incredible so far above what they should be for that Mm -hmm. game Uh, Mm -hmm. they are like seriously top tier triple a big boys Um, Mm. in those environments
0: same with the music the music's amazing the music's amazing the environments are very pretty um the environment design is sometimes the worst on planet earth and sometimes quite good Um, i think it
1: comes a little bit down to the randomization part of it you know there's like preset tiles or whatever
0: that they kind of just smash together um oh sometimes you get like a is it Wow, Are the world's randomly generated. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like where you start, the bosses that you get. Um, yeah. Oh. A bunch, a bunch oh, that, that, that makes yeah. a. Oh my god, I've been playing this thinking like, "Fuck, these are the worst game designers on planet Earth." <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's just randomized oh shit because sometimes it's like good you know and it's it's basically Mm. only good when it's not annoying because when it's annoying that's like all you can focus on yeah Um, yeah but, but right i didn't realize it was randomly generated
1: yeah, there's, um, there's aspects to it that aren't, you know? Like, I, I think the overworld in Nerud is kind of the same, but the locations, like, what's inside each of the locations is different, apart from the obviously right. big building.
0: Sure. Oh, yeah. interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I d- that... I don't know for sure about that one. Yeah, right. Well, that that explains <laughs> some of the jank uh, that yeah. we experienced. But, like, to, to, to go back to your call-out, from last week about having fun and how much fun remy 2 is i mean mm. it's just so much fun yeah. uh that the characters you play as are idiots with terrible <sighs> dialogue yeah uh the the story is just way over the top um which i think could be appealing to a lot of people but um i don't know for for me when i'm with buddies there's way too much dialogue way too much like characterization and that kind of stuff and it's often just like it feels as though it's just a copy and paste of the halo story you know like the anomaly is 343 guilty spark and the the rot is the flood and all this stuff uh so it's like a story we've heard before but they're just like filling it it out with all this dialogue in a multiplayer game (laughs) so like there's a lot that I don't like about Remy 2, but it's very easy to ignore in the face of what they do right, because what they do right is just incredible. Totally.
1: Yeah, and it's not like, you know, you're getting a cutscene every 20 minutes. It's like you've got a huge, you know, multi-hours sections of gameplay where you're oh, just sure. in the game, and then, like, you'll have, you know, pivotal moment a pivotal moment in the story where something is updated. You get maybe two minutes of cutscene that you can mostly skip through, and then you're kind yep. of back in the game. Yeah. So, absolutely. but then it sort of asked the question like, why do they need to put that in? You know, they must have had people telling them like, this, this is just you don't
0: need this. Just cut it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's probably really appealing if you would play through that game single player. Um, mm. You know, just to like have a break between the action. But when you're with buds, you just want to shoot and loot and, uh, yeah. That's it. That's all you want to do. Mm. And anything that gets in the way of that is is frustrating.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's also like the in-game banter that the characters have is just non-existent. And when they do talk, it's really bad. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, it's always the same one. Like, I feel like there's some... Like, if you had someone who was really paying attention that was, you know, wanting to do a good story, I think, like, you could do some cool, like, in-game cross-chatter between the characters that would like you know eliminate the need for at like detailed animated cutscenes and mm. you just don't you just you know you get all of the bang and you don't have to pay any of the money for it you know mm. you just have the voice actors you have to worry about it, all this cutscenes i don't know i just yeah I, I just feel like they they tried to do too much and like that effort could have been put elsewhere totally is, uh, yeah it is what it is
0: yeah hard agree and we have talked about remy too on these podcasts uh, quite a bit so uh may- maybe we'll slow down but just lastly um oh. you mentioned when you first started playing that something that just really impressed you were the bosses and oh yeah the variety of the bosses and i could not agree more the bosses mm-hmm. are so interesting they often require different strategies i mean they it's not often i feel like every boss needs a different strategy to the, to the prior boss or even like all of the bosses you've faced so far yeah um, and the music is great when you're playing multiplayer you're like talking to each other about like what you're going to do and maybe when uh you know the boss or an enemy is doing like a big charge up move you give a shout out to your buds and it's just like i don't know it it's kind of what i wanted when i did that episode where i ragged on multiplayer games i'm like yeah. You, you want something where you're like engaged with the game, but you can talk over the top, and then every now and again you get a bit of gameplay that's like really enveloping, and that's what that's what Remy Two is. You like talk over the top while you're walking through the world and killing the little enemies. Then you might have a mini boss, and you focus a bit. Then you go back to talking. You skip a few yep. cutscenes, and then there's a big there's a big lad to destroy. And uh, yeah. I gotta say, every every now and again, Joe, like twenty twenty one, you gave Grounded a shout out. I was late to the party. Grounded was great, and mm. uh, yeah, this time it's it's uh, Remy two, and Remy two is very good. Totally, um,
1: yeah. To be honest, when we were playing, I kind of missed the like hardcore version a little bit, just because there has to be so much communication and so much like that has to go right in a boss fight when it's when it's that hard right Um, but i also have been really enjoying the more laid-back version Mm. of it as well like both both have value and a place um Mm. and i am kind of it's it's like sort of a relief that i don't have to be like so on in the middle of a boss (laughs) fight i can just like play play the game i don't have to like you know make sure that i'm dodging every single attack perfectly and calling Mm. them out before they happen like
0: yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah no i think i think the i think we're on hard i think there's like normal hard and nightmare or whatever and we're yeah. on we're on hard and that feels about right you, you you have a couple of chances to learn the boss and usually that's all it takes
1: yeah yeah, yeah and i mean by the end the variety of the bosses starts to wear a little bit thin at least it was for my series of bosses there was like a few that were like there's a big guy and a little guy and the little guy sort of is involved with the big guy. You know, like, it's sort of like that a couple of times. Um, But there's also, like, you know, the cube boss, where it's just like, this is so different.
0: There's nothing Mm. in the game
1: else that's like that, at least that I encountered. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Hell yeah. Factorio and Remy 2. Some good games this week. Yeah, a couple of, like, not only
1: one. Remy was last year, but, you know, not like I've been playing the latest release. It's like some older less
0: less relevant video games that's the way baby and we're mm. going to talk about that a little bit later when we get into our topic ooh, ooh, ooh. however before that there's some pressing news uh, crossing to the newsroom is that what's happening yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, i got three bits of news <clears throat> um okay so the first bit of news is a small one this is the the chip Okay, chicken nugget. Arcane season two got a short teaser trailer.
0: Okay. Oh, the um League of Legends animation. Yeah. Did you ever uh, watch Arcane? I did. I thoroughly enjoyed Arcane. Yeah. Look, mm. it was one of those um, one of those shows that you kept mentioning on the mm. pod. Oh, i was and- so obsessed with it. Yeah, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And I, I watched it with Phoebe, and, man, the far out, the animation in that show was incredible.
1: Yeah, it's pretty next-level stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, season two has been spoke about for talked about for a little while now, and, uh, yeah, we finally got a little look at it. looks great, of course. It was a really tiny little teaser, but any, any, any new info is welcome in my book. Um, <laughs> totally, yeah. Then we got uh, some Star Citizen news. You know, we love Star Citizen on this
0: podcast. We love talking about Star Citizen. We do. I think I know what this one is, but hit me.
1: Okay. um, So this is reading straight from the description of an IGN video. (laughs) So I'm sorry, but
0: they just write it so well here. We burrow real deep to get you fresh new content on this podcast.
1: Look, the topics are better. That's what you come here for, right? You come here for the topics. You don't come here for the
0: recycled news. Well, my news no. is recycled. I love, Yours is I love
1: like hand pruning each time, but you know.
0: I, I love the recycled news. All right, okay. let's, uh, let's hear it.
1: So it says Star Citizen hasn't even been officially released, but it's already milking its backers uh, for all their money with the latest offer. Mm-hmm. Gamers with a lot of cash to burn can buy a ship bundle worth a cool $48,000. Uh, but only if you've already spent money on the game. So it's only, you know, people who've spent some money, you can't just jump in and spend 48K, which
0: is weird. You'd think that opened that
1: gate to anyone.
0: Yeah, so the threshold is 1000 If you've a oh, $1,000, they'll they'll open up the $48,000 ticket for you.
1: Right. So it's like, are you a whale? Yes, come right this way. So <laughs> this is like a real casino <laughs> thing, you know? Like once they know mm. you're a big spender, you get like access to all the good shit. Yeah. Yep. Not that I've ever been a big spender at a casino. I don't think I've ever spent any money in a casino. Anyway, it's, uh, not, it's not cool. It says in the description here the exact amount of money you need to spend isn't confirmed yet, but apparently
0: it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, at least I, the article I read it was like a thousand dollars.
1: This one says it's rumored to be over a thousand dollars, but oh, sorry, ten thousand dollars. But
0: oh uh, my goodness! I mean, I that, don't know. Yeah, all right. You know, like like we have established many times before, you don't come here to learn.
1: <laughs> yeah look thousand <laughs> ten thousand it's all just it's money that we don't see or care about uh so um chance to spend forty-eight thousand dollars. you you're getting around 175 ships in this bundle if that makes the price seem more reasonable which i think is like nearly all the ships in the game right i think it's like get all the ships pay the big money here you go mm. um, at which point it's like why do you play the game
0: you know, like it's, it's just right, right, in all your big ships. Yeah. It's like, that's a, that's an interesting scenario, right? What, what comes to mind is like being a guitar player and buying like all of the best guitars, right? Like all of the best makes and models. And it's mm-hmm. just like. I I don't know. Has that increased your enjoyment? I guess. I mean, it's it's calling out the collectors, man. I don't think this is an enjoyment thing. I think this is beyond enjoyment. This is like collection satisfaction. Yeah, I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I know there's like. Go on. (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. It's a fucked number, especially right now. Like. It's it's super fucked, but yeah. it's also where i are at right now. Like this is this is the state of things. Class antagonism is at <laughs> such a level where you can spend forty eight thousand dollars in one transaction in a video but game that for a isn't video game out that doesn't yet. Doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: These items, you know, like, at some point, this game's servers are going to go offline and your $48,000 becomes, even though it mostly already was, completely worthless. It's, like, bonkers. if you have that amount of money, just do something else with it, you know? Like, there's so much... whatever. Anyway. I'm not going to tell you how to spend your hard-earned cash. Buy 175 ships if you want. <laughs> just know that you're making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, I don't think, I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast has the money for for 173 ships. But uh, wow, yeah, what a what a piece of news! I mean, that it's it's weird. There's nothing we can do about that. The Star citizen train rolls on, and uh, we just we just watch from the sidelines. You mentioned train, and my ears perk up. Next piece of news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
1: this one is handwritten. Oh, but yeah so this is a little bit of a continuation of a bunch of stories that we probably have mentioned in the past over several episodes but it's got to do with ai art oh sure so it's been like getting pretty good recently you know like the most recent version of mid-journey is like you know before it was just like oh you can make a weird picture but the faces don't look right and the characters have weird hands with too many fingers (laughs) and oh no um but like the most recent version of like Mid Journey and all that sort of stuff are just just pretty good. They're kind of they're kind of nailing it. I've seen it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's good. It's still it's still horrible plagiarist art slop, but it's uh, they can count fingers now. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the story. The story is it's AI art has been cropping up in a bunch of big properties and companies marketing themselves. It's kind of in the weirdest places. So, oh. uh, Wizards of the Coast, aka Magic: The Gathering Company, were doing a, a promo piece for a, a bunch of new cards that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and previously in the past, I mean, Magic: The Gathering employs like thousands of artists. You know, like all the cards in that game have the artist listed on the card. Like right. they're really they're really proud of employing artists, right? They love right. The artists. Yeah, yeah. In the promo for the cards the background that's sort of the the cards are sitting on top of is (sighs) AI-generated.
0: What are you doing? (laughs) Why not just pay
1: an artist? You already have, like, thousands of the world's best artists on your Rolodex. Just call one of any, like, press a random number generator
0: and just call that person. (laughs) You know? It's better than, you know, doing this. Yeah, it boggles the mind. Uh, Mm. Because I'm pretty sure Wizards of the Coast are Dungeons and Dragons, right? They are, yeah. Like, yep. I mean, though, the art that that company puts out under the Dungeons & Dragons b- banner is insanely good. And, and it's, you know, like you say, they've just, like, Wizards of the Coast and Artists have gone together since their inception. It, yeah. It feels so antagonistic to do yeah. something like that. And like you say, like, you try and go to the toilet at Wizards and the Coast and you, like, fall over three artists on your way there. <laughs> yeah yes
1: yeah it's very odd uh but there's more um apex legends uh had a a character promo art piece uh where they'd used ai to generate a couple of their main characters from the game what the fuck yeah it's weird like you can tell that it's like you know it's been painted over by an artist to get like a little bit more of the likeness or whatever but you can also Mm -hmm. tell that it was ai generated you know like one of the characters has like this missile pod And like, it's pretty, you know, it's not hard as an artist. Well, not hard. It's like, you know, fairly common knowledge as an artist to be like, oh, I'm just going to use this specific shape to draw these circles. So they all match and they all look right with perspective. Mm. Um, Something that AI often struggles with is like that fine level of like consistent detail. It all sort of gets a little bit smudged together or like the lines become a little bit weird um, when it needs to do like repeating patterns in a precise way. Hmm. Um, in a precise, like, actually character-recognisable way. And this right. time it was like, yeah, that's where it went wrong. And The hair looks wrong, and the fingers look kind of weird too. And there's, like, all this stuff It's like, obviously AI. Um oh, boy. And then, so, yeah, that's another one, which is another company that employs thousands of artists, and they're all great, and the art in uh, Apex Legends has been stellar for a long time. Um, oh, so man. it's just so strange that they're like, oh, you know what? We're going to save a little bit of money here, and... Uh,
0: Anyway. It it feels so sloppy that I wonder if it was intentional. I wonder if this was like, you know, the result of some intern who forgot about it and like needed some art in like thirty seconds because he had to release something. Like that's yeah. That's kind of the level of of sloppy this feels like.
1: So the Magic the Gatherer, like the Wizards of the Coast did a tweet thread in response to their issue the Mm -hmm. thing that had been raised. And -hmm. apparently what it was, I might be misquoting this. I don't have the tweet thread in front of me, but Mm -hmm. um, it was something like they'd employed this company or this studio to do their promo art. It's the same one that they've been using for many years and they Mm -hmm. weren't aware that they were using AI to do the backgrounds. Um, So they thought when they'd put it out that it was fine. You know, they'd given it a cursory glance, but obviously the people approving it aren't artists. It's Mm -hmm. some marketing people. And so yeah. they say, yeah, it looks great. Off you go. And so it just uh, got out. That's their, that's their excuse. Um, okay. And I imagine it's the same thing with Apex Legends. It's just like some marketing team is just like completely siloed away from the art team. And, right. you know, like the art team didn't even get to see the marketing material before it went out. And that's out now And that's like, oh,
0: fuck. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just, well, just, I mean, yeah. that's plausible. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and I guess that would make sense in in the context of the business model. But yeah, it just it is a bit sad that, that someone like Wizards of the Coast or some company like Wizards of the Coast makes a makes that kind of mistake.
1: Yeah, it's also yeah, like I said, it's just such a weird, you know, like I don't know. You just need an an artist, like a finished artist, you've got so many just to look at it to be like, Yeah, yeah, this is fine or no, no, did you use AI? Wait, 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 this is gonna go over badly. Um, a public image anyway and then the final one which is hilarious the company <laughs> uh wacom or wacom depending on oh, how you pronounce yeah. it the yeah, yeah. graphics tablet company did yeah. a new year's tweet celebrating you know their new chinese new year with a year of the dragon and like this you know promoting one of their new tablets and the dragon on the image that's used to promote it, you guessed it, was done oh, with AI. <laughs>
0: so embarrassing.
1: And it's Wacom, you know? They're the tool that artists use to draw digitally.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, the
1: main like industry standard tool that artists have used. Yeah, there's Wacom tablets at my company, my studio. Oh, I used to God. own a Wacom tablet. They're really common. Um but they've just, like, tanked their public image because of this. Like, everyone on Twitter, I mean, which isn't everyone, obviously. Twitter's a tiny place. But everyone mm. on Twitter is like, okay, I'm going to buy an X-Pen. I'm selling my Wacom. I'm getting out of the game. Like, fuck Wacom. So <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of other companies who make, you know, graphics tablets for cheaper. And just sure. obviously because they don't have the brand recognition, Wacom has been the leader for a long time. Yeah. And now it seems as though they've really done, you know, not not a huge you know a uh, dent but quite a substantial amount of damage has been done because
0: of this oh man that's that's a space i love to watch you know just, yeah. we'll, we'll check in next year with with the wacom and and its uh competitors i'd be interested to see if if there was any damage done because that's so hilarious like how fucking tone deaf are you
1: <laughs> it's crazy they're like it's crazy the, the company for tools for artists. I, <laughs> I, just can't, um, I can't imagine who saw that and thought, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, artists, <laughs> the artists we're selling to, you know? It's not like you're selling to, like, I've seen heaps of AI, AI floating around on, like, news websites or, like, promoting, like, a mobile game or, like, yeah, children's yeah. books. You know, like, if mm-hmm. you go on, like, Alibaba or, like, eBay oh, even, sure. you know, Amazon, there's, like, children's toys that have promo art coloring books that are made by ai you know it's really obvious but the kids don't care you know it's fine whatever but you're selling to an artist (laughs) selling to every artist in the industry who uses a tool like this and it's just like that's the most insane one to me
0: i yeah i love this one and i hope the narrative here is that someone thought that the artists wouldn't recognize ai art (laughs) like i hope they were like no we'll get away with this one it's not even a really good dragon you know it's got like a weird busted tail tail disconnects from its body it looks bad <laughs> oh shit i'm gonna have to look that up later yeah. everyone everyone's gonna have wacom dragon in their google search history
1: yeah good um <laughs> so that's all
0: the news i got for you yeah, incredible incredible um well look i have no smooth segue into this week's topic and uh look i'm i'm pushing it on this week's topic if i'm if i'm gonna be completely honest i'm very glad that the news went over time (laughs) good. um but in in this topic i want to talk about the state of new video games uh so so my thesis statement is when is a video game done because there's a bunch of systems in place that are unique to the release of video games so like would people go to the cinema to see the rough cut of a movie if they had access to it now yeah. that I, I think that's a fair analogy to uh you know like early access on steam mm-hmm. um but what i really want to talk about is when a game is actually released and then it just continues to get more and more content. Right. Um, so we're going to talk about subscription services, the death of physical content. Um, and, yeah, two, two games, really, that, that I want to talk about because they're kind of in different spaces right now, but concerning this topic, they're in exactly the same space. And those games are Baldur's Gate 3 and Starfield oh cool yeah i thought you were gonna say cyberpunk 2077 i mean you can you can bring some cyberpunk into this i think that's absolutely um part of this conversation sure um but yeah i guess i the 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 thing that that got me thinking about this was specifically Baldur's Gate 3 and starfield because uh they're both relatively new you know they came out in september uh and like if if we just look at Baldur's gate 3 for a sec right so this okay. is a game you're currently playing here and there yep. um i haven't started it yet but you know this is this is a beloved game um many people felt it was complete at launch yet apparently it's like pretty not pretty far but it's it's not sitting at the final version you know and yep. so on december 14th we've got writing director adam smith uh, he's like, we ain't done with this shit. Uh, I've got that in quotes, but that's no a quote. Uh, what he actually said was, there's loads of stuff that we intentionally didn't put in because it didn't fit. There's some stuff where we're like, this would be nice to think about later. There's a lot in Baldur's Gate 3 already, but we didn't want to leave it be so it's it's kind of ambiguous but we've got a a writing director here that is um you know looking at a game pre-release with a bunch of content and he's removing content but not permanently he's like all right this like hours were spent on this content but it's actually not gonna be of the release product um and so Larry and i have seen like critical and financial success with Baldur's Gate and i i just i like i wonder is this the new format like right. is is like is the way it works now like you release a game that has enough content to satisfy the price of purchase and then you further develop the game if it's successful yeah yeah like
1: it, think, it. It seems like there there is an aspect to that for certain games or certain mm, markets, at least. Like mm, I don't I don't think that's like the case for every game, but right. it does seem to be like, you know, it's like a it's like a symptom. You know, like you get like whatever capitalism disease, right? And then the symptoms <laughs> of the like rotting corpse that is the AAA games industry, uh, you get things like this starting to happen.
0: Right, and it, it feels weird because I'm pretty excited about this game. All all my closest friends love this game, and I, I'm, I wonder how this makes you feel, right? You're, like, getting into Act 2, you're still in your first playthrough, like, a couple of months after launch. Like, yeah. how does the idea of new content make you feel? By the time
1: they get to it, I'll probably be up to playing it. You know, like, I'm still so right. early in the game that by the time I get to Act 3, I'm hoping all of... Because apparently it gets quite buggy towards the end of the game. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, apparently Act 3 is, like, kind of a little bit of a mess, or at least it was last I heard. And so, like, hopefully by the time I get there, it'll be better. <laughs> <Like> I, <laughs>
0: right.
1: I'm not, I'm not, like, intentionally taking my time with this game. It's just massive. Um, mm, mm. And, like, I don't, I don't have the, like not the attention span, but there's so many other things going on to play and watch and see and do. And like, I can't really? sp- spend 150 hours just finishing Bowler's 3, especially <laughs> if I know that the final act is like, you know, not great or not fu- not finished. So yeah, yeah I-, I feel weird about it because it's obviously like, like you say, it's like, this is kind of, it feels weird that even the developers would acknowledge like, and before they release the product that there's stuff in it that they want to put in after they've released it that seems like a a weird state of play to be in Um, yeah
0: yeah and and i guess it's it's acknowledging that like you know this is good content but it would require more polish to like fit into the game properly but it's yeah it i i think i think you hit the nail on the head i think it is pretty weird to make it public right like Mm. i i think people had this impression when dlc first became popular where yeah. it was, it was a bit like, oh man, is this content you're withholding from us, and then making us pay for it as DLC?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I think for for uh, most popular DLC, that isn't the case. You know, you look at FromSoft, you look at, um, I mean, bringing Cyberpunk into the into the conversation. I think it's fair to say that the base content of that game is very satisfactory for the price you pay and then the dlc and this is just i haven't heard much about the dlc apart from what you've said it seems like you know that is worth paying for like that is content that doesn't feel like it's just been withheld you know it feels like content that the devs were able to produce on reflection of the base game totally yeah it's definitely i agree with that yep yep
1: yep. it's like a whole other kettle of fish you know it's like it's not just a quest that you start and you're like oh there's maybe a few new animations or like a new area even it's like there's a whole there's a lot there's a lot in that dlc that just jumps out at you straight away
0: so yeah 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 Uh, i i think that stuff we can get behind um but yeah just to just to talk about starfield quickly because this is the other side of the new content coin right like i think it's fair to say bethesda is a much more popular and well-known brand than than Larian is, especially before um, Baldur's Gate 3 came out. Yeah. But, an- yep. but anyway, Star- Starfield's getting new content. Um, it doesn't have, like, the critical acclaim that Baldur's Gate 3 has, but Bethesda have also been like, we ain't done with this shit. And yeah. they're, they're being a little bit more militant about it and so they'll be releasing updates every 6 weeks starting oh. in February um god and this game came out on the 6th of September right so like i mean it 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 boggles my mind and this is this is kind of getting into the large ocean right because um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I get on here. I get on the porcelain, it's almost The Weekend <laughs> Throne, uh-huh. and and I talk about how good patient gaming is, right? Yeah. Like, you wait a couple of years or or just a year, depending on the game. You, you're able to purchase it for cheaper. You get all the DLC with it, blah, 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 blah. And that's all good and well for most single-player experiences. Um, mm. But subscription services have really... Uh, have really oiled the bucket of snakes if you if you catch my drift. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 like I mean it's different, right? Because it's it's kind of cheaper depending on the type of games you play to just be on one subscription service rather than buy um, you know, the the latest and greatest game that comes out and depending on your preferences if if you're subscribed to Game Pass and you think Starfield is the latest and greatest game, then you've kind of hit two birds with one stone. Hmm. And uh, I'm I'm trying to understand when we've got developers um, that obviously kind of push themselves to achieve release dates that have been backed by their shareholders or like some kind of advisory board outside of the making of video games.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just wonder, like, apart from hype, like, why are we playing new games? It feels (laughs) like no. whether you're, like, buying a game or getting it on a subscription service, like, why wouldn't we just wait? And, you know, Starfield came out uh, four months ago now. And it's going to start getting regular updates in a month. And it's just like, man, I'm not even, you know, like I'm not that interested in Starfield, but let's say I was and I was going to be all patient about it. Like it mm. sounds like if I waited a year, it'd just be ready. Like a, a yeah. year <laughs> after it's released. And it's just kind yeah. of crazy to me that, that this is like the state of big new games at the moment totally um before i go on i wanted
1: to just do a quick shout out um there is a podcast called pocket buds hosted by ruby innes and recently she had on a guest named and i'm going to butcher his name zal zalavia nelson jr um and he talks a lot about the like capital f fire capital b sorry capital f finance capital b business of big video game making Um, in that episode and talks about a lot, a lot of this stuff, Uh, specifically around the most recent redundancies around like 2023 Mm -hmm. being one of the worst years for video game redundancies on record Mm -hmm. um, and how it's probably not going to get much better for the next year Mm -hmm. or so. Um, uh, And the reasons behind that. And there's a lot of like really juicy information in there that I really would need to listen to the episode a second or third time to be able to like repeat back to you. Um, oh. So, like, everything that I say from here is going to be like my knowledge. <laughs> but <laughs> I wanted to just say, like, you know, point everyone in that direction. Go support Ruby, go support Pocket Pods, and listen to uh, Zelavia Nelson Jr.'s points on this because he has some really salient, excellent, well thought out, and researched points. Uh, I'm just Hell a guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey we need we need the academics but we also need the guys you know some you're like you know the fight club ethos is legit yeah that's extremely like
1: i'm a 30 year old little white boy with a podcast we just need the guys
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need to hear from the guys no no, no 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 i was no i, was I know using... what you mean i know i know just uh, Uh, generalization (laughs) guys we're all guys
1: everyone's a guy out here just a little guy Um, (laughs) everyone's a little guy right now yes uh so i mean so um yeah like i said before it kind of feels like a symptom of like you know the rotting corpse of AAA video games like um Uh if you look at a subscription service by a huge company like microsoft or sony uh, even Nintendo, um, mm. you've got a way to generate revenue that isn't dependent on any one single video game or even a, a few big video games. It's right. kind of like a library that that will just, you know, churn money for you. It may not even be super successful, or for, successful for a long time, mm. um, but at least it is, you know, quote-unquote, some guaranteed money. Um, mm. Sort of, it, to me, that sounds like, A, hedging bets a little bit, And B, Mm. having uh, like one big supreme stream of income to be the only one to be able to actually develop games in the future. You know, like if you are the Microsoft or if you are the Sony and you have one of these giant libraries where all of the games just so happen to be at the end of the day, you're the one with the capital who can continue in the business when everyone else is dead. Right. Uh, So that's that's part one. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, And and so, yeah, part two is what you end up with is like developers like CD Projekt Red or even uh, Hello Games No Man's Sky or Mm -hmm. Bethesda, for for the love of God, a video (laughs) game that is just incomplete um, because like it costs too much now. It just costs too much to make a video game. And -hmm. I know there's like, you know, James Defter has some pretty strong opinions and thoughts and they're really, you know, uh, well thought out but mm-hmm. it, the the fact of the matter these days is that yes, games are very expensive to make, and it's it's not just um salaries. the other part of it as well is like huge executive bonuses and salaries <laughs> like, right that's a yeah. that's an like insurmountable number of uh of dollars uh compared mm. to just like a development team, you know, mm. so there's like that part of it, which is really like quite crippling. yeah, um and so yeah, you end up with like. Some guys or some guys at the top who just like take the money and then mm. whatever's left um, goes to making an unfinished product uh, product uh, that needs continued development and support by these
0: big monsters who own the libraries that the games inevitably end up on. Right. Oh, man. See that? Like, I know you're just like postulating here, but that really makes a lot of sense, right? Because mm. those those same guys, and they're not the everyone's a little guy guys (laughs) where where everyone's a little guy right now guys these are the the big ugly guys and Mm i i feel like that's like a a lot of the time and again i'm just speculating here but that's where the pressure for these unrealistic release dates come and that's like i i just yeah i wonder what that threshold looks like for for that person so let's say you're you're the the kingpin okay yeah. you're the um, queen King region King. of this company oh baby and you're in charge of the money you've got all the funds and and you're putting money into this game because you want so much more money back like what does that threshold look like like let's say um if if uh i guess let's call sekiro a complete game Right? Mm-hmm. That that game has never had any DLC. Um, it has probably had some like updates of some description, but like none that I can recall. Yeah. Uh, and, and so let's say that's like a hundred percent completed game. What what percentage of, of that game do you watch your production team make before you're like, all right, we're gonna commit to this date that is way sooner? than anyone could expect and it's not going to be possible to reach 100 percent by that date but we're going to release it on that date and then if it gives us enough capital or if i get enough money back then like you just said we get everyone who's working on a salary to just like polish for another 12 to 18 months until they uh burn out and or join (laughs) another studio yeah
1: yeah i mean it's like it's, it's, it's like, uh, it, the minimum viable
0: <laughs> is, right. the thing, is the thing right. you ship with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's what it feels like. It feels like some of these big games are shipping as a minimum viable product. And, uh, it, it doesn't like, it almost doesn't matter what the critical acclaim is. It's no. just, it's just about the money. Yeah
1: yeah it's it's very strange um there, there is also like some interesting things happening like outside of like sony microsoft like uh epic doing um what they're doing with fortnite right now is like really weird it's oh, yeah. like it's like the roblox model you know like um they've got a uefn which is their uh, unreal editor fortnite edition which is oh, like yeah. you get a sort of watered down version of the unreal engine and a bunch of fortnite assets and a unique scripting language and you can make you know semi-complex video games um, using a bunch of pre-made assets that Mm -hmm. go up on a store that you get paid for for each time someone plays like it goes up there no one pays pays any money for it but the the number of clicks it gets generates you revenue that's how much money epic has to just float (sighs) around Wow. Um, and they also have recently re- released Fortnite Creative, just FNC, I think is what it's called, Fortnite Creative. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like it's basically a game, it's like Little Big Planet but for Fortnite. So you you fly right. around as a Fortnite character making a level and you mm-hmm. can do some really rudimentary scripting. Like it's not even it's like node-based scripting. There's no text involved. Right. Um, and people are making levels with that and and making really good money <laughs> what? yeah yeah off of the back of epic you know like doing Fine. amazing with with fortnite and all of their other shit that they've been doing um that's so whack yeah so recently epic did um lego fortnite which is like a, it's not just fortnite but with lego it's like a whole survival game but with lego <laughs> fortnite characters so if you've got that's... like a skin from fortnite you know like if you've got jinx from arcane you can get the Lego version of Jinx and run around your Fortnite level oh <laughs> and, like, God. play with your friends in a village. Uh, they That's made uh, Rocket Racing, which is also made in, like, the Fortnite engine, you know, like mm-hmm. the UE- UEFN, which yeah. is, like, a Rocket League, because they own Rocket League now. It's, like, with all the Rocket League cars having a big race. What? Yeah. And then they've got another one that I can't remember the name of, but it's a rhythm game, and so oh, you shit. can, like, play songs with, like, a rhythm game. Also made in UEFN. Um, But, like, if you just go on, like, the Fortnite homepage, there's just, like, so many damn games to play. (laughs) 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 They're all just there. Um, And that's, like, a whole other thing, you know? There's just, like, people dipping their little piggy toes in the big waters of making video games, but they're doing it in the, like, the realm of Fortnite. And it's kind of the same with, like roblox you know there's like people developing roblox experiences though that's a kind of a different different thing but it's very Mm. similar you know it's like these big properties are kind of swallowing up all of the you know incoming talent in a weird way which is like an Mm. yeah it's it's so strange it's it's like not an indie studio it's like
0: something else Mm. man yeah it just it feels like when it comes to (laughs) the state of new video games and releasing them like the industry has lost its innocence in a really big way <laughs> yeah. like remember newgrounds remember just flash flash games on newgrounds that didn't make mm. any money like they mm. were just they were just there and they were interesting little quirks and i realize now that i sound like a boomer because i'm talking about the past remember the good old days oh god <laughs> yeah. um but no it, it like with the same breath it is awesome that so many tools are available to like young people to to yeah. kind of learn because if if, if you grew up and you, you learn, you know, you're in this FNC thing and you're making things like there's going to be transferable skills, oh, yeah. um, that, that might help you like break into the industry. And that kind of stuff is really, really cool.
1: Totally. And like, you know, the chance to sort of like make something with someone else, like you can play FN, sit for not creative with friends, you know, you can get a lobby of four people right. together and just make levels together be like hey we're gonna make like uh, a racing game but everyone is like in a co-op car and one of them's got guns it's like mario kart double dash i need you to help me make, <laughs> make levels i need you to help me with the programming and i need oh, someone else so to cool. like do some other shit i don't know make more levels because it's all art. but um yeah yeah i had an idea the other day i was like i'm gonna make a uh it's a game where you have to like race a train to the city and if the city if it, the train gets to the city it blows up i realize i'm thinking <laughs> about trains again <laughs> um, but yeah you've got to like you know use like a bunch of different locomotion modes to get to beat the train there so you can like do all these things you can jump in cars you can like grind on rails there's like uh what do you call them um like grapple hooks and stuff like that in Fortnite now so there's like all these different things i had like yeah this idea we have to
0: race the train to the city that's sick as long yeah. as yeah as long as you're not in charge of determining the train speed because you'll just make the train way too good because of your obsession
1: (laughs) yeah well i found out there's no like sequencer that i could see in uh, Fortnite creative and then there was like there's a move component uh which moves a prop but there's no train art in the game and so i'm like Uh. fuck and then the, the (laughs) the the move component only allows you to move like 400 units in a single direction
0: at a set speed and i'm like that sucks I <laughs> oh, dude, I think this is if ever there were a time for a strongly worded email to epic. It's it's about <laughs> the train.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing as well as it's like this Fortnite Creative is is getting updated as Fortnite gets updated, you know, like new art mm. will come out in Fortnite, it comes out in Creative. New tools are getting added to Creative all the time. Like it's just like another product, another game almost that's that people are playing. Um, that's, that's kind sick. of yeah on the other side of this like you know huge company and big business you know you've got the sony's and the microsoft's with their stores and then they're, mm. they're like kind of big gambles on a bunch of games where if, even if one pays off it pays off in a huge way um, right that's kind of where their business model's at um and then you've got, yeah, you've got Epic and, and Roblox and, and the like doing this other weird thing where they're like, mm. yeah, we're just going to let other people make our games since maybe they'll get successful. I don't
0: know. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I think because there's so many ways that you can find new experiences in the realm of video games, it like, feels insurmountable but it's also really fucking sick like it's so Mm. cool that each io is big as it is and like you can just go to the web and play all these free games or you can download like fnc and make stuff in fortnite or you can subscribe to game pass or you can like not subscribe to game pass and buy starfield for 120 (laughs) australian dollars like it's you got options you got options and some of them are really bad and it's crazy that like despite the badness of these options people like heaps of people go for them Mm. um and so maybe to maybe to close this out i can i can give you a couple of stats um just just between starfield and boulders gate tree, because they were i I was interested in you know working out like if is is there any Um, correlation between, like, financial success or critical success and, like, working on a game after its release date.
1: Uh
0: Uh, um, So we got the Metacritic audience scores. We don't fuck with the critic scores. They're broken. But the audience scores. uh, Starfield is is sitting at a tidy 7.0, and Baldur's Gate 3 is sitting at an 8.9. Mm-hmm. Um, sales are much harder to measure, uh, for all the reasons we, we mentioned there's subscription services, new copies, right. blah, 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 steam. Um, and so Starfield is unknown, uh, but they did release a thing in, leading up to the holiday period saying that they had 13 million unique players, um, at and which is a fit, which is a fair few, and obviously, um, Game Pass comes into play in a pretty big way here. But I also saw on the Microsoft side when I was doing a little bit of digging that they've never had this many subscribers as they did day one of Starfield. So. Right. They they were obviously pushing for more Game Pass subscribers on on September sixth. and it sounds like they got them, but they they yeah. haven't really released any um, concrete numbers on that. Right. And yeah, uh, speaking right. speaking of numbers that aren't concrete, I tried to find the the sales for Baldur's Gate three, um, and this is this is the official answer between five point four six million. And twenty seven point oh seven million Jeez. copies. Yeah, okay. it's, it's just like that's a that's a pretty wide gamut. Like I don't, yeah, I don't feel safe on any of those numbers. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, feel feel free
0: to nest it somewhere smack bang in the middle. It's still quite a lot. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, even yeah. at a minimum of of five point four six million, like. You know, whenever we talk about uh, an indie game on here that sells a million copies in a month, we're like, that's huge. Like, I think yeah. that, that's what Stray did. It sold a yeah. million copies in a month, and that's just, like, ridiculous. Um, yeah. And and so, yeah, to, to close close the year off after only a quarter, um, 5.46 is, is insane as a minimum. You know um, that, like, a bunch of publishing companies
1: like are looking at Larry and are being like, God damn it. You know you like <laughs> really should have pushed harder to like get boulders you know like we, we probably oh, had the chance we were in the meeting room but we didn't you know we didn't front the cash and now look at them
0: 27 oh, million copies later i would love to know when that lightning in a bottle moment happened when so- someone with a lot of money or whatever they're like wizards of the coast started playing divinity and they're mm. like oh fuck this i could see this working as like a dungeons and Dragons simulator you know oh, like man. what what an idea to transfer larian skill set to a boulder's gate game with like a dnd infrastructure it's fucking yeah it's pretty smart shit and they pulled it off just like so well yeah <laughs> yeah no, man. crazy so so the original thing was, like, when is a game done? Uh, and, like, it's not done when it gets 13 million players. Uh, it's not done when it wins Game of the Year, uh, which, which you know, Baldur's Gate 3 won a bunch of Game of the Years. Yeah. Um, it, it's not done when it wins um, Most Innovative Gameplay Award, uh, which is something, I don't know if, if you all saw this, but Steam has its, like... Uh, I don't know what they called consumer awards or whatever, where people vote on uh, categories and it's usually a bit of a a meme award, uh, you know, game of the year, all that stuff. And and so Starfield was voted as the game with the most innovative gameplay from last year. (laughs) Right.
1: Okay. (laughs) Sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean... The the memers uh struck true because they also got Red Dead Redemption two in as the labor of love award winner. <laughs> yeah, okay. These are four channels, right? These are all just like surely big group of people
1: just spamming.
0: Yeah, and it's I mean it's cool. I like I like meming, but uh I I wonder how Bethesda took that. Like I mean it's obviously a criticism but are they going to start like pasting that shit on the box when they Mm -hmm. sell it (laughs) like
1: i wonder god terrifying i mean probably (laughs) that what was it um the starfield had a weird reception at the game awards they were like barely mentioned (laughs) right yeah They, uh, they had like a promo that was like a trailer that everyone had already seen uh, <laughs> and at the end they were like good luck everyone at the game awards you know was <laughs> us so, say like we we shouldn't be here <laughs>
0: yeah. oh dear yeah look um that that dude i lent my xbox to mm. um he he played for 30 hours and he Space. was like bro then i was just on to don't starve you know like that right. shit got stale and it yeah. stayed stale yeah yeah there's, all the, there's a really good Nike jakey video that came out a couple of weeks ago about starfield oh yeah i saw that one i mean i saw yeah. the the jpeg i always see the Nake jakey jpegs yep yeah anyway you want to wrap us up are we all done we're all done if oh fuck it's been so long since i nailed the wrap up hold on ask me again and i'll just i'll come out of the gate it'll just all the all the the Whoa. neurons okay. will fire correctly okay okay uh you all done for the day that's it for us <laughs> <laughs> i can't fucking remember what i used to say uh... we'll have a great time next time i <laughs> uh, got nothing bad. Bye. bye